All right, welcome to another episode of Out From The Cube. We're up to, I believe, 156, and this is a bonus episode, but I guess it all depends on uh, the order in which you, uh, and the time that you uh, listen to these podcasts on what the order is. But we uh, typically roll them out maybe once or twice a week. Um, we're kind of in a Monday routine now, but this is a bonus Monday. We did release one this morning. Uh, a great conversation, I felt. Uh, the one we released this morning was an episode with Joe, so the prior one to this, which would be one... 54, 153, uh, where we talked about Joe's experiences in looking to purchase and build and um, own uh, his own company and everything that goes involved with uh, trying to find that. I thought it was, I really enjoyed it. I've received a little bit of feedback on it after, you know, six or so hours being out there. So uh, I encourage everybody to go back and listen to that. Um, just about, you know, finding a business, starting a business, uh, building a business. Thought it was really good, but we, Joe pinged me maybe an hour or so ago. We don't have any script to this. We don't know what, uh, but Joe reached out to me and said, hey, let's do a quick 40, you know, 30, 40 minute episode just on the Super Bowl and leadership lessons from the Super Bowl. So last night was Super Bowl uh, Sunday. The uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I think, won 31 to 9 or 38 to 9, something we like that. We don't need to bring the score back up. Oh, yeah, I'm, that's right. I'm a Chiefs fan. Right. So <laughs> Joe's a Chiefs fan. My wife's a Chiefs fan, so yeah. if I start gloating too much about Tom Brady, she'll come down here to the basement and, and let me have it. Um, so, no, it was um, – you know, I did say this, actually, as the game got going, um, at least the first half. Maybe I mentioned it to uh, mm -hmm. my wife, Monica, and my boys and uh, stepdaughter, Lila, that it was really a boring first half. I mean, I don't even remember what the score was, but it was not that exciting of at least a first half. Um, and then if you're a Chiefs fan, the second half wasn't much more exciting. No, unfortunately all. it wasn't. And yeah, it was a pretty, pretty rough one to watch. And I think we'll, we probably should stay away from the game. The, the game uh, itself, right. <laughs> the game itself. And right. we'll focus on the lessons learned. And honestly, so I've yeah. George has coached my kids for, for many years. And, and I think one, one of the things that he does well is just relate sports and how does that transition into life? And as we were, you know, as I was watching the game last night, there were things that watching there. I mean, even driving the kids to school, like we talked about Tom Brady and about how mm -hmm. his leadership skills work. Tom yeah. is not the greatest athlete in the world, but he is by far the most important athlete in the world. I mean, mm. and it is point. not, you know, it's like, yeah. he is not as athletic as a cornerback or some of these other running backs that can just speed run all of those kind of things, but all of his intangibles. Mm. And I've heard you say this many times, George, to the kids, there's much more to a game than just being the best athlete out there. Yeah. You know, it's the X's and O's and all these other things that, that mm. come with it that can make, you don't even have to be yeah. playing on the team, right? Yeah, man, we could you talk know? about this stuff for a long time. Cause here's the first thing I'm thinking of. Mm -hmm. I, I said this to my boys uh, yesterday on our way to a, a basketball game that you have to figure out what it takes to it, listen, professional athletics. And much like what we're going to get into in the business world and building and leading teams, you've got, it's a business. First and foremost, they, hey, the NBA, the Super Bowl, NFL, NHL, whatever you're, it's a business. You're about making, getting a paycheck. Yes, you're enjoying the game and all that, but you want to make that, you want to ride that wave as long as you can. I wound up talking about Dennis Rodman to my boys uh, yesterday. I was like, hey, here's a guy that never scored. Yeah, you know, I you know what I mean. Like he scored every once in a while, but he wasn't scoring. You know, if he if he scored ten points a game, that was great. But right. this guy carved out his niche in that league. Yep. He, he figured out team. what he did well. 
He figured out how he could be valuable. He figured out what his role was. And it, we, I used to have a thing that we talked about role definition. Like, you know, you've got you've to define your role. You've got yeah. to excel in your role. You've got to stretch your role. And you need to do everything you can to understand your role. Understand, understand your role. Understand your role within a team. Dennis Rodman yeah. was going to get rebounds, and he was going to play tougher than everybody, and he was going to be the most valuable in that area, and he was. And, and he, he made, a, and then he made a career out of it. I, I, that's why might, Michael Jordan wanted him. He wanted him because Michael Jordan. I need somebody to get rebounds and give me the ball, and that's yeah. what Dennis Rodman was. Yeah. Better so, than but, anybody, but to the right? point of like your point, your exact point of Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. You know, people look at you know um, athletes uh, as bigger, faster, stronger. You know, he's not any of that. No, he, he's just not. And he is, I, I love your point of the most valuable athlete or player in, in definitely football. And people are saying, you know, maybe the best uh, athlete, you know, you know, in any I sport, right? I see a stat today that his, uh, Tom Brady's playoff um, win percentage is better than LeBron James' free throw percentage this year. <laughs> <laughs> How crazy is that? <laughs> Like seventy five percent, LeBron's shooting like seventy one. I don't know. Great. I didn't well, fact check that, by the way, but uh, that's well. You brought that up to me, and mm-hmm. just in terms of just getting together for thirty or forty minutes and just talking about leadership lessons, and I do believe this for people that listen to this, um, you know, my mind always goes to finding the lesson in, in sure. what happens in life, yep. and just sitting around and really spending time, like you know, journaling, taking notes down, just being reflective every day of things that happened that you observed that you could then position to your team, your family, mm-hmm. you know, the, the, your community, your work, whatever it is. And so I was, I just kind of have trained myself to look at it the way it doesn't, you know, obviously doesn't mean I'm special. Or it just means that I'm looking for those lessons. And the first thing I saw this morning as I was rolling through Twitter early in the morning was, um, and I don't know if you saw this or not, Joe, but I really liked it. Um, Leonard Fournette, who's the running back for uh, one of the running backs for Tampa Bay, um, said in an interview that leading up to the game, so maybe the last week, I don't think he gave a, you know, a daily thing on it, but he said leading up to this week, up till 11 o'clock at night, mm-hmm. Tom Brady was sending text messages to literally everybody in the program or within the organization, sometimes as late as 11 p.m., telling everybody on the team through text message, we are going to win. And that was (laughs) the first thing that hit me. I'm like, how cool is that? That there's, you know, that there's the leader that is encouraging everybody. It's late at night. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to make sure everybody knows that, you know, I'm up, that I'm thinking about it, that I'm encouraging and I'm planting this seed in everybody's head like, hey, we got this. We are going to win. You're going to either hear about other things that the other team's better or more talented or, uh, you know, whatever it might or and that we lost to them earlier in the year. Mm -hmm. But we are going to win. So it had me thinking just about my teams and, you know, delivering software or making sales or whatever your win is and having that leader being there, sending emails, sending text messages, being on Microsoft Teams or Slack or Skype saying, we're going to get it. We're going to win. You can do it. I'm behind (laughs) you. We're prepared. Like all that sort of stuff. I was like, shit, that's just a great, that's one of those things why he's so, so so he's good. Different. Yeah. Yeah. He's absolutely different. I mean, think about this. Like he he went from the absolute best team in football to the worst team in football. Like yeah. that's equivalent in the business world of being like 63 near retirement and going to work for somebody and go, go do this complete turnaround operation. 
not very many people would be 63 and sign sign up like your last couple of years you just, a lot of people just want to float mm. through right mm. i mean he literally took the worst team in football and just made them the best team during yeah. covid when they weren't even able to have all the practices haven't had to be able to have that team unity which takes a long time to build especially in the nfl yeah and he did that in in such a short amount of time and yeah. uh, one of the cool things that I heard the coach say, um, I, what's what's the Bucks coach name? Do you can you Bruce Arians? My, yes, thank you. You know, once he got up on the podium, he he basically said, you know, I really didn't do any work. My team did this, and yeah. that just tells you right there that he has a culture of trust that he instilled in his team as well right. to, you know, enable them to to make decisions. So. You know, and I and I've chatted about this before with you. Like, if you're the leader of a small business, like you have to basically provide some guardrails for your team to be able to make those decisions and have them be able to make the decisions and the speed of trust. Like, I mean, and that's that's I think what. And he's a guy that's advanced in age. I think he said he's one of the oldest coaches. Yep. But for him to you know click with Tom Brady and all of his other a lot of other new coaching staff. And to turn that place around the way they did in such a short amount of time, I mean, hats off to them. It's pretty impressive. Yeah. So those are the yeah, those are the things. There's there's a lot to unpack with that game mm -hmm. and that whole thing because they said this last night too. Peyton Manning went from the Indianapolis Colts in a Super Bowl, and you know probably would have won more if it wasn't for Tom Brady. You know yep. he'd be the one sitting around with seven or eight Super Bowls, and he went to a program on his way out of the Denver Broncos, who was, who has a great story and tradition and history, but, but has not been as good since Elway left. Right. And the same thing happened. Tampa Bay is not as good. Um, they have one Super Bowl. I think it was in 2008 or, or maybe before that 2002, something like that. Um, but they, they talked about both of those elite guys leaving their, the, the programs they had helped build going to programs that are the worst. But here's what they kind of said in that interview, and I really liked it, was they showed everybody how to work. And they showed the standard that championship teams play at. And mm -hmm. I took it this way. And they made sure everybody played at that level. And I said this to my boys on a drive to a ball game yesterday. People didn't like playing with Kobe Bryant. Because they made because he made people play at his level, and if you mm -hmm. didn't like it, he ran you out, yep. and he, and he would he would make grown men crumble, right? Yep. And I think that's what Brady did. Like here's a you know losing is contagious, mm -hmm. and you can sit right. there and have right. a losing mindset and all that, and then all of a sudden it just gets comfortable. Maybe it gets comfortable, but for the champions and for the elite teams and for the elite people, it, you don't get comfortable. So here comes a guy that says, "Hey, we're not gonna like we ain't gonna lose." Like it ain't going to happen while I'm here and here's how to win. And here's the habits, rituals, routines that you all need to have. And not only do you need to have them, but I'm going to, I'm going to exemplify them and you're going to copy what I do. And I'm sure every, you know, the, the, the tide rises all ships, right? That Tom Brady made that tide rise and no, everybody no better rise with it. Right. Tom um, Brady needs to start writing books. Yeah, right. He right. started documenting his life. I mean, to right, do what but, he has done, the amount of championships that that guy has won, to completely turn around an organization, you know, to go from the bottom. I mean, well, the Blues kind of did it a couple of years ago. I mean, if you remember hockey, they were yeah. at the very bottom, and uh, 
they fought back halfway through the season. There was like literally a 0% chance that they were going to make the playoffs and then they end up sneaking in and, and winning it. Uh, yeah. That was halfway through the season, a little bit different, but Tom's been doing this year in year yeah. out um, playing at age 43. At I was about to level. say, and he's 43, right? Yeah. It's just, we, we, we had a podcast that hasn't been released yet for those listening. It'll be released in a couple of weeks and it's with a gentleman named Don Halp and, and he was in the military air force and we had a great conversation about, you know, 45 minutes to an hour, but we, we spent a fair amount of time talking about standards, you know, the mm-hmm. standards of the military yep. and getting people to raise to those standards and how they coach you to play at those standards. And Tom Brady was doing that, but you brought up a great point because when Bruce Arians got on the podium and is holding yep. this Lombardi <laughs> trophy, he did, he was like, I didn't do anything. Right. He was like, my coaching staff, these players, Tom Brady, the other veterans, they mm-hmm. did it. They yeah. did it. Right. And so there's the leadership lesson there of, yeah, Bruce Arians has been in that league forever, probably. Oh, yeah. And I yeah. think he is the oldest coach to win a Super Bowl. I he might be the I'm oldest. Saying. Yeah, he might be the oldest coach in the league. I don't know if that's true or not, but I know he. they said he's the oldest coach to win. So here's his time to shine. He's on the podium, finally. Mm-hmm. And that is yeah. like you know, running that, you know, life gauntlet to try Mm -hmm. to get to your goal and only a few people get to do it. And that was his time to just, but he didn't, he sat there and said, he also talked in the past, like, I know I've got Tom Brady and I know Tom's got a unique skill. I'm just going to have to sit back and let him work his magic and do his thing. You know, I mean, he, he definitely trust him and he should, I mean, you should let your great leader shine. Yeah. And uh, for him to, to do that, to have that kind of trust and just, turn it over to these, these people like he has, mm. uh, to, to me, it's a sign of a great leader. You know, obviously there's that trust that, that he has instilled. I'm sure he provides the framework for that team to go work under and, yeah. uh, they trust him and the team goes and execute, you know, it, it uh, pretty, well, pretty what, what happened and, and I, I follow, I casually follow football. I mean, yeah. I, I know who's winning and losing. I know who's mm-hmm. good. I know the players, things of that nature. I'm not, uh, and I do look for kind of the leadership coaching speak uh, to yeah. football. But I know that I think, uh, and correct me if any of this is wrong, but I believe that they were uh, seven and five. I think the, they were seven and five and yeah. struggling. They were on the border of maybe not making the playoffs and all this. They and were. then what I had was reading and hearing where there were grumblings about the relationship actually between mm-hmm. Tom Brady and Bruce Arians and maybe the offensive coordinator and things like that. And I think since they were seven and five, and it may actually have been since they lost to the Chiefs, uh, you know, earlier in the year uh, for for that twelfth uh, game that they hadn't lost. They didn't lose the rest of the way, but it was this idea of what I had heard is Bruce Arians and the offense coordinator uh, left, which just letting him do his thing, let mm-hmm. letting him. I think that the quote I remember seeing is Tom Brady's a player, but he's a, he's, he's coaching this. Yeah. Like he's the coach yeah. and yeah. letting your elite people be humble enough um, to trust them. Just like what you're saying to trust them, um, and to be humble enough to let them run, to let them coach, to let them lead, to let them have say, because it's got to be hard in the NFL. Mm-hmm. That's an ego. That's got to be an ego thing. We're like, yeah. hey, okay. this is how we do things. This is our program. This is our playbook. This is our uh, vocabulary and vernacular. This is how we do things. And then, so, and then relinquishing that. Could you to imagine? Somebody. I would. Yeah. I would love to have been there. Like you're sitting there, seven five. You're on the verge of not making the playoffs. You have the best player on the planet, Tom Brady. Uh, I wonder what he did like that 
when he lose when he lost that game on Sunday, what practice was like when he came back on Monday. I mean, I, I could only imagine that guy doubling down, setting all sorts of new standards. Yeah. This is <laughs> this is what we're gonna do. I mean, let's face it. I mean, great teams handle adversity and they figure it out. Um, mm-hmm. they would say Bill Belichick would create some sort of adversity for their teams and make them figure it out, you know. Right. Like he he liked that and teams have to gel together. But, you know, those conversations, I'm, I'm sure, between Brady, the coaching staff that just, you know, worked its way down to their team. Um, and that, yeah. once again, the reason why he's one of the best. Yeah, the, the, uh, the, yeah I mean, there's all sorts of lessons that went on, you know, in just in terms of language. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, the one thing I'd, 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 I really want to make sure I do a good job of, and, I, and I, I'd like to think I do a, an okay job of it, and it's just something that I'm always kind of thinking about is – um, you, you have to be that type of leader. And, and we just talked about it with Bruce Arians. You have yeah. to be that kind of leader that distributes all the credit, give it all out, give all the recognition, yeah. the acknowledgement, yeah. the credit, and then you take all the bullets. Like you just, just take it. Like if, Absolutely. you know, support your team, understand mm-hmm. your team, challenge your team, set standards for your team. And when things aren't going well, you know, if they're seven and five, Tom Brady's getting blistered. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, just getting blistered on yep. Sunday afternoon and, and all the uh, press conferences and all yep. that. And he should take, you know, I think he's the type that just takes it or Bruce I Arians just takes it. Yeah. But then you guys. win, you sit there and you like, Hey, you, you earned it. Like, enjoy it. You guys well, did that, it. To me, that kind of ties into the leadership. I mean, when you're, he's, he's one of those guys that's going to report reward publicly, make it, you know, Everyone mm-hmm. known is like I'm. I'm recognizing this guy for great performance, but when it comes to criticizing, he's going to do that privately. That's yeah. going to be in a one-on-one setting. I'm not going to take to the media to go blow this out of proportion. Yeah, you know yeah. the same way that great leaders should do. So yeah, there's a great phrase in coaching that is um, shout praise, whisper criticism. Yep, absolutely. right. And I, I've got to take that. You know, I've got to take it with the sixth graders that I coach. Uh, with you know, with the, <laughs> you know, shout praise, whisper criticism. Right. Yeah. It's um, hard, but in you know, in sports, in the heat of the moment, sometimes. Right, right? in the heat of the moment, being competitive. The one thing though that I, I'd encourage everybody that listens to this, I, I just this is just me. It's how I choose to go about my professional life. Mm-hmm. You are winning and losing every day. I don't care what craft, what trade, your job, what you're selling, who you're leading, and what your service might be. You've got to figure out what winning looks like every single day. Every single, we call them sprints. Every sprint. We also have something called a PI, a program increment, which is essentially a quarter, right? So you've got to figure out if you're winning. And then you've got to compete. Like I'm competing today. I'm competing today. I've got my dashboards open. I'm talking with people. I'm making sure that that at the close of this day in two hours or whatever it might be, that I can sit there and feel good about the, the, how our team. And it's one of these things like Tom Brady's 43 and he loves to compete. And you got to roll out there every single day, raising people's standards, understanding what winning is, understanding what winning looks like, holding people to that standard so they can reach that with you. Because at the end of the day, if we're sitting around and you string together a bad a bad day, a, a mm-hmm. couple bad days, a yep. bad week, a bad sprint, a bad sales quarter, then losing just gets comfortable, right? As opposed to having somebody come in and say, this is not how we play. And I, I, I don't apologize at all in a software world, you know, a software world talking about winning and what winning is and identifying what winning is mm-hmm. and knowing what winning looks like, feels like, tastes like, whatever it is, right? You have to know what winning is. And Boy, having somebody like Brady that knows 
I mean, he, he, he had before last night, he had six world uh, Super Bowls. That sucker knows what winning is and he knows what it looks like, tastes like, feels like. Right. And in other the other group didn't. Right. So, again, he raised those standards. And I thought, yeah, but the other thing was him just sitting there on that podium. And I just got the feeling when he was on that podium, he's like, I've done this. I've done this. Like, you know, <laughs> yes, you're bringing me up here, but it's not like I've done this. Let, I want to be with my kids and my family. Bring somebody else up here. You know, it's all about you guys. It's all about you guys. You know what? I heard, I heard a uh, sports announcer today, broadcaster, and she said, she goes, I listened to every one of Tom Brady's speeches since that game. And he said, she said, not once did he ever mention himself. It was all about what the team accomplished. You know, mm. that's, yeah. that's, that's pretty cool. You know, there's just a huge humility. Uh, mm -hmm to that a work ethic to that a, a competitiveness to that um and all that and it's the uh, um you know i encourage anybody it's it's got to be a rough deal um the you know the other lesson you know that i kind of kept thinking about today was this idea of going from you know a, a place where you're used to winning mm -hmm. and being successful and yep. being the man yep. to now having to really prove yourself again so, I mean, a lot of us, many of us listening to this podcast could, Hey, I was, you know, selling cars at this place, you know, just, I was killing it. I was crushing it. I was getting all these awards. They're all up in my basement. I'm getting all this sort of stuff. And then I decide I need, maybe I need a new challenge. Now I've got to go prove myself over here. And now you've got to, you, you can't roll in and start putting up your awards on a wall, right? Because nobody can, like, I wouldn't care. I'd be like, that's cool. You did that then. But now, and so I don't think that Tom Brady rolled into Tampa Bay flashing six rings on his fingers. <laughs> you know, I think what he did was he yeah. walked into the office at 5 a.m. and said, I'm here to work and who mm -hmm. else is here, mm -hmm. right? And, um, and, you know, you can't roll in with your awards and rings and parking spots and bumper stickers, right? You got to roll in ready to work and to prove people day in and day out um, that that your rings and bumper stickers and car spots are built on work, you know, and, and execution yeah. and, and, and competitiveness and winning and all that. That's how I took, I really took that that way in terms of him trying to turn around that program. Yeah. And um, did you hear that he basically kicked his family out uh, for, for the last two weeks? I'm not too sure that I would recommend that, but, yeah. <laughs> but like, I mean, they, that's what he said. He was going to spend heard that. every, yeah, he was spending every waking minute studying films and all in preparation. So I mean, I, I, I just, I geek out on that stuff because I mean, I, yeah, again, I'm not suggesting you do that. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm not, not at all. Like, like but being married is pretty important. Yeah. <laughs> all, all that, tell, like that, that is, I like mm -hmm. that story. And again, I wouldn't recommend that there's always this balance and all this stuff. Sure, and he sure. did that for, he did that for one reason in my mind. Oh, he okay. wanted absolute focus on mm -hmm. the task at hand, what he needed to execute. He knows his wife is supportive. He knows his kids are supportive and he knows they're going to be there in two weeks. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But he knows he has a chance to do something unbelievably special mm -hmm. uh, for, for the, the league for his team, for that community, and for himself, yeah. and for his family, oh, right? Nice. And all that did was clear out distraction yeah. and said, hey, I've got two weeks, and all I'm going to do is lock in on this, you know, and I, I bet you, I bet you he is, has so many rituals and habits and routines. I mean, you said he was texting at 11 o'clock, I'd have been asleep. Yeah, right, <laughs> right, and here's that, here's that guy. You know, he, he was probably up, up at 5 a.m., and he was probably ready to right. go. Like it's yeah. one of those things. I wonder, like professionally, everybody listening, 
How can you be that guy that everybody's looking to? I remember hearing this story, Warren Sapp. I, I used to be a huge Tampa Bay Buccaneers mm-hmm. fan back when they won their first Super Bowl. And I was only a fan for one reason. I liked John Gruden. Loved everything about John Gruden. Loved his intensity, his commitment, his passion, his language. I loved everything about John Gruden. I was like, that sucker, he, the, the, talk about a guy that worked his way up. And you know he was 31 years old and was the offensive coordinator, I think, for um, – uh, boy, where was he? I want to say Washington. It wasn't um, for Green Bay. He was doing things with Brett Favre back then. And so I just liked him. But Warren Sapp said this about Gruden. He was like, how can you not love the guy that when you get to the office, he's already been there for three hours. And when you go home at night, he's still burning it that night. Now, I'm not suggesting you shouldn't have balance in your life, right? At all. But there is something about that type of leadership where you're rolling in Mm-hmm. And the boss is already there or the worker's already there or and then you leave for the night and they're still there grinding and they're and the light is still on and they're there the next day. And yep. Warren Sapp was like, how could you not go to battle for mm-hmm. that guy? Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing with Brady. Like, hey, you guys have lost and you've lost for a lot for the past 15 years. And this is how champions roll. And now you have this example and you're like, shit, man, he's here at five and he's not leaving till 10. And he told his wife, who's a supermodel, to get out of town for two weeks because I'm going to stay locked in on this. Like, how can you not sit there and say this sucker's locked in? Pretty impressive. Right. And it's not it's not football stuff. It's Mm -hmm. like wanting to compete and wanting to win, wanting to be the best, wanting your company, your team, your product, your service, your customers all to be the best. Right. And um I mean, I think that's, I did not hear that story about him kicking, yep. <laughs> kicking out his um, supermodel wife and telling her to hit the road for two weeks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, quite crazy. Well, let's, let's flip the coin a little bit. I yeah. mean, what was, what was your perspective on why the Chiefs lost? What did, what did you see from that team? Um, there's something about um, the spin it to a leadership thing and a business thing. There is something about pressure mm-hmm. that, um, it's hard to mimic pressure. It's hard to practice for pressure. It's 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 uh, hard to prepare for pressure, yep. right? And they were all over him, right? Mm-hmm. And their ability to adjust uh, quickly. Um, they they have arguably the best quarterback in the league, right? Mm-hmm. I know we're talking about Brady, but we're talking about this young twenty five year old kid, which I still think he is, right? Who mm-hmm. just signed like a five hundred million dollar contract for the next ten years or whatever it is yep. for uh, the Chiefs. And it's and so they, they have the talent, but their ability to handle the pressure, um, to make the pressure work for them, to be able to pivot off of the pressure, to be able to uh, turn that into some sort of positive that they can handle. Like it's one thing in work and leading teams about being reactionary mm-hmm. of like, man, this shit's always happening to me. It's always happening to me and waking up and making and the day's always happening to you instead of you controlling your day. You controlling the the things that are coming at your team, the pressures that are coming to your team, having a plan and being prepared for the pressures when they come and being able to execute, knock the pressure and get and clear the way of the pressure. Um, I I do think that that game boiled down to the pressure and their ability to handle that pressure and and get the outcomes they wanted. I mean, it was yeah, that's, yeah, they that's didn't the same do well. thing. I saw, I saw the, the pressure definitely cave to him. To me, um, Tampa Bay was definitely more prepared in that game than than the Chiefs. And I think what really hurt the Chiefs is is once they got down, they allowed these penalties yeah. to to just beat them down. And mm. one of the things that the Chiefs have done so well in the past has just been able to able to overcome those obstacles. And I, I didn't see that. Mm. And 
you know, I've had the opportunity to watch the Chiefs, you know, religiously since I've been a kid. Um, but you know, you I you would see Mahomes, Kelsey, Hill. If somebody, um, well, I forgot who the guy that muffed the punt two weeks ago. Oh yeah, right on basically the one yep. yard line, and the other yep. team. And you know, the first thing Mahomes says, "It's over. I'm yeah. coming to you the next play." And uh, sure, heck, you know, Mahomes. I mean, like that's yeah. the kind of confidence that he has. Yeah. I don't know. I would have loved to seen some of those leadership things occur last night, and and I'm sure we'll get some of those video later. Um, but that's something that the Chiefs have always been, you know, once they got down on a hole, they've always been able to dig themselves out and they could not dig themselves out yesterday. No, and, the one thing, uh, go ahead. No, you're going to finish. No, the the thing that I was thinking of in mm-hmm. reading a little bit about Mahomes post game after that game. Yes. I it's, it's, it's unfortunate that pressure, you know, um, you know, pressure makes, uh, I, I forget what, exactly what the coaching phrase is, but you know, there's something along the lines of like pressure. You can make cowards of us all, yep. right? This yep. pr- this pressure that comes at you can mm-hmm. get you to cower. Yep. There's also something to be said for, you know, the time that um, the, the game plan that I had heard rolling into that was that KC was going to pressure the heck out of Tom Brady because mm-hmm. they have, you know, the, the analytics in the NFL and how good oh, Tom Brady sure. is under pressure. They were going to get after him. Yeah. So Tom Brady knows that. He, I mean, he's played in this league and has six Super Bowls. Yeah. So he That's knows what everybody's Tom strategy is and nobody's. Right. But <laughs> somebody's ability to be able to know the pressure's coming, knowing what it's going to look like, knowing the direction it's coming from and being able to handle it. And mm-hmm. like, and that comes from experience. And Tom Brady has that experience. He's yeah. 43. He has he, seen it all. He threw so many check down passes yesterday when the pressure was there. There's these little quick five yard hits right. and then turns into 10 yard gains. I mean, but that's the, but that's the leadership mm-hmm. for our teams. Yeah. It is yeah. like being prepared, having the wisdom, having the experience to know like, Hey, things look good now. Like, yes, mm-hmm. we're in the Super Bowl. We're at, yeah. we've got this client, we've got this sale, we've got this customer, like whatever it is. Yes. Now here comes the pressure. Now, how can we handle it? How can we handle objections? How can we make sure that we're putting the customer, like all this sort of stuff. And that only comes from experience and wisdom and, and focus, like, you know, having your wife leave for two weeks and just knowing that it's coming. The thing that, that I really appreciate and had me thinking about Mahomes was uh, he said something like, uh, and I just read the headline, this will stay with me the rest of my career. Mm-hmm. And that the First thing I thought of, and I just I think of goofy, goofy things, but Mike Krzyzewski, this first thing I thought of was Duke basketball, (laughs) but Mike Krzyzewski, when he was like in his first or second year at Duke, trying to build that program and trying to get it to where it was. Most people don't know if you know about basketball and know who Coach K is and Duke basketball is, he was almost run out after year three. They didn't Mm -hmm. want him anymore, right? But luckily they had a boss and an AD that took the bullets, took the bullets. The leader took the bullets, much like what we just talked about, and took the bullets so that Krzyzewski stayed. But anyway, they played in the ACC tournament, and they lost to Virginia by like 40 or 50 in his second or probably his second year, and or maybe his third year. And it wasn't going well. And they all went out to dinner in um, – in, um, um, in, in Carolina uh, where the ACC tournament was being held. And a gentleman that was part of his party stood up and said, you know, making a toast, said, here's to forgetting tonight. Here's to forgetting tonight. And they took a drink and people laughed and he sat down. Krzyzewski stands up and puts his feet, fifth this down, grabs his drink, and he said, here's to never forgetting tonight. 
Right. And I was like, shit, that's really good. Right. And it's, I thought that was awesome. Right. And he was like, we will never forget this. This is our driving point. And it was the first thing when Mahomes said, I will never forget this. This is my driving force. Like this is my chip on my shoulder. Brady was a six round draft pick. He still Mm -hmm. burns him 25 years or 21 years later. That sucker is still burning, man. He's still trying to prove himself. So the idea is, man, you're not going to get every sale. You're not going to release every software product. You're not going to get every customer and you're not going to have every client and your service, software, shoes, car. It's not always going to be great. And at some point you can, you got to learn from it. You got to accept it, learn from it, admit mistakes um, and all that. But at some point you got to remember it. You got to remember it because it's something's got to be on your shoulder. And I, I took that immediately when Mahomes said that I was like, that's a good lesson there. Well, right? no you, I mean, I told my kids this morning, I said, I said, you have um, opportunities in life such as this. Sometimes your best lessons in life come from losing. Yeah. They absolutely do. Like you might learn more from this opportunity. And depending on what you want to go do, you can go hide and crawl in a closet, never come out. Or you can use this as an opportunity to learn and to grow. And sometimes, you know, you need to fail to learn. And this yeah. is just one of those things. I mean, Mahomes is young. You know, yeah. this might be the best thing for him to lose. That's what I was thinking. This could and, be something really good. Mm, it's yep. like that junior sales guy or young <laughs> sales guy that is coming along and you know, he's going to be good and he yep. just gets his tail kicked. Right. Yep. And you're like, Hey, it's okay. Let's mm-hmm. figure out how to learn from this. Let's Absolutely. get back in. Let's get into the film room. Let's talk this out. How could it have gone better? Cause you're that good. You're mm-hmm. that good, you know, and yep. you just have to know, like you, to your point earlier and I, and it's a really a great point, and I don't know if people remember it, but in the AFC Championship game, at the start of it uh, against Buffalo, um, they, uh, the punter dropped the ball, and they the uh, Buffalo recovered it and scored a touchdown and all that. And he, you know, had a had a towel over his head on the bench and was upset. Like, no, usually, you know, I get it. Mahomes was right there. I'm coming mm-hmm. back to you. I'm coming back to you. You're gonna do it. I think he may have scored a touchdown later in the game, but he was targeted early. So it's one of those things, like. Man, you you've got your people. You know they're talented. You've hired the best people. They're gonna make mistakes, but how can you coach them up? How can you lead them? How can you let that guy that just didn't sell the you know the Cadillac Escalade like, hey, the next guy rolling through this door is yours, and you're gonna kill it. You're gonna crush it, and I believe in you, and you can do it. Um, how can you make that guy get his next at bat as quickly as possible, and have him believe that? Have him know that you believe in them and have that type of leadership. Um, But Mahomes, I mean, I mean, Mahomes is 24, man. And he's leading that organization of, you know, 30 year olds of men, right. Of Andy Reid sitting there. Who's probably in his sixties saying, Hey, you got, you got the keys involved in the NFL longer than Mahomes is alive. Think about that. (laughs) And he's sitting there saying, Hey, the car Mm -hmm. keys are yours, son. Mm -hmm. We go as you go. The one thing that you also brought up that I really liked was, you know, I know we've talked about, you know, this, uh, idea of, of, uh, you know, Brady being in there at 5am and having people leave his house and all that. But it's also that idea of knowing it's worth it. Like he knows he's got six of those rings. He knows what that parade celebration is like. And he knows what the Disney world, you know, trip is like, and he knows, you know, what that ring ceremony is and that banner and that acknowledgement and that feeling of that you're the best. He knows that. So he knows that investment is worth it. He mm-hmm. knows it. Those other guys that it's your first time and you're like, okay, somebody else is setting my schedule. I'll be up at nine and, you know, I'll be at the field house at 10. I'll be out of there by three or four. And Brady's like, no, no, like all in, 
all in because I'm telling you, it's worth it. Like two yeah. weeks, well, that, all in, it's worth it. That, that the bond that a team has that accomplishes, whether you're in work or sports. I mean, I was fortunate enough to win two state high school championships in football. And like, I know I could call any one of those players at any time, even if I haven't talked mm -hmm. to them in the last 10 years, like they would pick up and they would come drive and do whatever I needed them to. I mean, yeah. think about that with Tom. You know, he has those same relationships with yeah, no question. I mean, how many players uh, yeah. that I don't I don't know. It's got to be well over 200. You know, that yeah. that long lasting, like you said, he knows what it's like to be on the other side. Um, mm. And he knows like he knows what it's like to lose Super Bowls, too. Um, but him putting in that work and that time and that effort for him was was absolutely worth it. Yeah, that that and I know we're running up against time here. Mm -hmm. We're at thirty six minutes, so we got. But but you bring up a a really good point, and I don't know how to articulate this. But the older I get, I'm mm -hmm. maybe you know five to seven years older than you. Not that I'm wiser by any stretch, but as I get older, um, Jesse Itzler says this, and he says it really well. Uh, it's build your life resume. I think you and I have talked about mm -hmm. that before, yeah, but it's yeah. all about it's all about moments and memories and experiences and things like that. Sure. And I, like, I'm going to be honest, I, I'm sitting around and I, I work for a company where we build software. It's a valuable, really important software. Um, and, uh, so getting behind the work is easy because you, you feel like you're, you really are saving lives. You're, you're, you're building software that people need. Um, but there's also this feeling of trying to create an environment and lead a team in such a way that it's about more than just really, I mean, it can't be about selling shoes or selling cars. It would have to be like, you know what, like if you and I were selling cars together and we had our own dealership, Joe, I know without question, you and I'd be sitting around saying, this has to be the best car dealership mm -hmm. in, in St. Louis. Yeah. And then we've got to figure out to how to have three or four of these suckers. So we're the best in the Midwest and in Missouri. And it's not, it's, it's a game and we've got to do it because at the end of the day, I would love to have those experiences of building something with somebody that you love and admire and look up to and that you're friends with. And you and I can sit there and have these great moments and experiences and challenges and overcome all this sort of stuff. And you and I could sit there with 10 dealerships and saying, Look, I mean, without being arrogant about it, but look what we were able to do. Like, look at look at the the the, the people we impacted, the mm -hmm. cars we sold. We believe in the product, all this sort of stuff, and and, we, and the moments that we had together, that our families had together, that our kids, like all this sort of stuff. And I think that's what Brady's doing. He's sitting around up on this stage, saying, <laughs> "I was able to help." all 50 of these players and all 20 coaches or whatever it is. And this ownership group of having this great moment, this great experience that they will, that we will be connected to forever for the rest of our lives. So the two weeks without Giselle is worth it. It's worth mm -hmm. it. Right. But it's for convincing for the for lifelong memories for lifelong memories. And it's not, it's, it's not a Super Bowl. It's not an NBA championship. It's not a green jacket. It's none of that stuff. It's your business. It's selling car. I would figure out how to do that. Selling cars, selling shoes, all that. I would figure it out uh, of, of how you can figure out what winning is, figure out how you can create those moments and experiences where it's not about the shoe or the car or whatever it is, right? It's about your team, the people you're doing it with. You know, that's what it's all about. But you said something about that with Brady and just creating those moments, just much like your two high school football championships mm -hmm. forever, man. Yep. Yeah. And that was such a small scale <laughs> versus what he's what he's accomplished. Now, I'll tell you what, uh, it, just to end with this, I, we won two small college national championships when I was coaching up in Michigan. Small college, small college, mm -hmm. small college. Right. And my boss always said this. He was like, we would play for, we played for three or four 
small college national championships. We won back to back in, uh, I don't know, 2003, 2004, something like that. And it was great. I, I still have um, in my basement um, mm-hmm. two posters up yep. of us winning those championships. It's, it was a great memory. But I remember my boss saying to the team and to me when I was a younger coach, and it stuck with me, he, he said, and it was like maybe the second week of March that we had our tournament. And a month later, the NCAA tournament would have their final four and their national championship for the NCAA Division One. And my boss would say, hey, gentlemen, in three weeks from now, the NCAA is going to have their national championship. And you will be as excited as them. Now, they're on a bigger stage with 60, 70, 80,000 people watching in, uh, in the stadium, and they'll have millions watching at home, and they'll have huge rings with more diamonds, and there'll be more papers and news, all that sort of stuff. But you'll be just as happy. Your memories will be just as good. And I was like, you know what? Well, one, you got to make the big time where you are, right? If I'm selling, you know, little, you know, beat up little Volkswagens and somebody else is selling Lambos, right? That's cool. That's all right. I'm just trying to sell my little Volkswagen bug, right? And it means something to me. Um, and it's got to be important to me. So you went in two state championships. Yeah, it's a little bit different in terms of scale than Tom Brady, <laughs> but your memories, your experiences, yeah. your acknowledgement, your, you yeah. know, all that sort of stuff is just, like, you feel just, you should feel just as good about it. You all it's did just, something special. It puts special. a smile on my face and it's many years ago, right? And uh, yeah. it, it, it is, so it's cool. So, yeah. All right. Well, hey, we, I know we're reaching our time here. Yeah, we're at 40 minutes, but um, yeah, so um. It was, there were a lot of lessons in that. And again, I, I don't apologize. Um, and I know you don't either. Um, it, it is about value to the people you're leading and uh, making great experiences for them. And, but it is about winning. It really is. It's about um, what we do with uh, what we do with our children. You have four children. I have two, uh, three children. And the one thing we are trying to do, I'm, I'm trying to do is I want my children to be, to be competitive. I want them to know what winning looks like. I want them to understand the commitment, the time, uh, the energy, uh, the togetherness, uh, uh, pulling people together, being a leader, um, what all that looks like. And, and I want the same thing for the teams I lead. It's not just, uh, you know, I want the same thing for you. I want the same thing for the people in my community. It's like, Hey man, like, like we can all do this. Like, you know, um, we can all figure out how we can win and what that looks like and support one another to try to reach those goals. Cause it is whatever winning is right. Your goals that you laid out, you know, with your family, you know, you're trying to win those goals. You're trying to knock it out every single day. And so there's also value in losing, right. And and it's it's the lessons you learn. I mean, what what do you, what do you take away? What what could we have done better? You know, sitting down, whether it's with your family on their goals, your team on their goals, you know, Hey, we didn't quite achieve the mark. What, what went wrong? And we need to be able to speak openly about those things and have yeah. a plan and learn from it. And that's all you can do. I mean, you're not going to win every single race. Yeah. Um, but what you can do is figure out how to improve. You can work on communication. You can work on other ideas yeah. or trying a new path. Um, and, and you shouldn't stop just because you lost. It's it's really, what did we do? What was our performance? What do we need to do to get to the next level? And mm-hmm. getting everybody on that same page. And if that means yeah. kicking a beauty beautiful wife out for two weeks. A model. Right. I mean, I guess that's what you got to do. I don't know. <laughs> it is a good point. The, you know, the last point you say, mm-hmm. because I, I do spend a lot of time thinking about winning, what's winning mm-hmm. look like and how we can win and how we can win today and all that sort of stuff. You are going to lose. Are and I tell our boys, like we like, uh, like, you know, the kids we coach and the teams and all this sort of stuff, we, you're going to lose. You're going to, mm-hmm. things are not going to go your way. I want but my kids th- to experience that. That's it. Right. And you actually do a great job of this. And I wish I was better at it because I just get nervous because maybe I'm the one coaching all these little kids. But the thing like, but you're absolutely right. 
you've got to, you've got to go to that point where you're still competitive and you can mm-hmm. still do it, but maybe you're getting your tail kicked every once in a while because yeah. you need to have that experience. And what we tell our kids and what I do tell even our, our uh, professional teams, our executive teams is there's no losing, right? Uh, I'm sorry. There's no failure. You're going to lose, but there's no failure unless you're not going to learn, unless you're not doing a, like a retrospective, like, <laughs> all right, we lost but we've got to learn why we lost. We've got to have a discussion. Like you didn't get that sale. Cool. We call I get it, it. There's winning and then there's lessons learned, you know, lessons that's, learned. That's you get two things. You're either going to win or you're going to learn lessons. So what is it going to be today? And you got to be really good at figuring out what those like, absolutely. And figuring out how to really there. There's an art to that. There's a podcast in there about the lesson, how to really, um, have that retrospective with yourself, with your coach, with your parents, with your family, with your team, with your executive management, all that about, Hey, we just got our tails kicked. All right, cool. Like one, it's got a, you know, safe environment, all this sort of stuff where you can just be really open, transparent, be accountable to what happened, but just sit there and say, man, nobody's leaving this room until we come up with 10 things that we got to do better. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, and, and, and action items and execute and not blaming anybody. Like we lost, we lost. Like we lost, not anybody like, Hey, George didn't get the sale, but we all lost. Right. Uh, you know, the, the car's not going out. Right. Um, so, I mean, it's one of those things. So, I mean, there's a podcast in there as well. So I appreciate you, Joe, uh, because an hour or so ago you said, Hey, let's get together and let's have this episode. We're going to have this be a bonus Monday. I'm going to get it out immediately after yep. this. And, um, Again, I, you can track Joe and I down. Um, if you go to show notes, both our LinkedIn's are on our show notes. You should be able to click on those. We're getting our YouTube page back up and running. Uh, the website's down just for a little bit right now. We'll get the website back up and running here shortly. But um, like in all, in all honesty, and I'll speak for Joe on this, if there's any conversation you'd like to have about anything that we cover or anything that we, you know, any, any insights you may have with your teams, you know, anything like that, you know, ping us on LinkedIn. And I know I have it open and I'm always available to have that conversation and people have taken me up on that. So Joe, I appreciate your, uh, your time. We went good 45 minutes almost. On All right. A, yep. All right, man. Thanks. Hey, yep. Have a good one. Thanks.